Captain Marvel, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Godzilla King of the Monsters, plus our reviews for Creed 2, Overlord, and Best Friends Volume 2. All this and more on this upcoming Attractions episode of Midnight Double Feature. Zoe, what are we doing? Matthew, uh, I'm just going to put this right in front street. We're recording this bitch again because I fucked up. Uh, so this is, if you if you guys think we sound boring, don't send us emails. Just just shut the fuck up. You, you could have just not said that as well. <laughs> no, I don't care. I'm owning up to my mistakes. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I'm not going to apologize for, for you. You can apologize. I already said sorry. Yeah, well, you Did can I? say sorry no. again. So no, I'm not saying it again. This um, is one. We've got a crazy episode. Um, hopefully, again, this one's going to be crazy. Um, because last week, uh, we didn't do an episode, and we were just waiting for shit to drop because we knew shit was going to happen, and shit fucking dropped. But we didn't expect this to also be another crazy week back to back. So we got a lot of shit to cover, and we don't have a lot of time to do it because we're going to run off to see into the Spider Verse. So let's smash through these. We've got a lot of trailers, bro. We got a lot. Um, this was, um, you know, w- w- besides a few other trailers not under the banner, we got a lot of Marvel trailers. Well, relatively yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. Kicking things off, we have a title for Avengers, Avengers Endgame. So um, the way we, the way I first experienced this trailer was kind of crazy. Um, it was, of all things, your birthday, my friend. Um, and so happy birthday once again. Thank you. Um, I feel but- old. I was I was pretty drunk still, and I'm trying to sober up so I could drive. So I've walked down to the local Krispy Kreme of all places, which is still open. Um, and I'm I'm am with a mate. And I'm scoffing down donuts. And I'm drinking water. I'm trying to sober up so I can drive. And my mate just goes, uh, "The Avengers trailer dropped." And I'm like, "No, it didn't." He's like, "Yeah, it's on Twitter." And I'm like. <gasps> What the fuck? And I couldn't find it on YouTube or Facebook. Like, it literally just dropped. Um, so, I'm watching it. I'm trying to tell people to shush in a Krispy Kreme because they don't have fucking earphones. And I text you straight away like, Avengers, who's out? And, um, dude, this this trailer is fucking dark. It's, uh, well, okay, let me just tell you my story. So, I was uh, passed out, half passed out and half drunk and, you know, and uh, I, I, you messaged me. I got your text message and my friend who's not really into Marvel stuff, um, he's like, he full jumped up because of my reaction. I was just like... I was like, holy shit. And then he's like, what? What happened? He full like got up. He's like, did someone die? And uh, I was like, no, man, they released the Avengers trailer <laughs> finally. Because uh, the internet was a buzz for like like weeks before this. Um, but yeah, man, this, this trailer is dark as shit. I was not expecting it to start this way with like Tony Stark, um, <clears throat> you know, being adrift in space and basically about to die. Um, NASA, <laughs> NASA sent out a little tweet saying, hey, uh, <laughs> this is what you can help, what you can do to help your boy marvel um pretty much but yeah i think you and me are on the same page going into it thinking oh well they ended on such a depressing note they're probably going to want to be more uplifting and positive and bright with this tra- teaser um no they doubled down and it got fucking um it was pretty depressing but um yeah there's so much so the big thing of course we got the title um the russo brothers fucking lied to us it is called endgame um we got, uh, what else? We, we got our appearance of Ronan or the new Hawkeye. 
we see um, Ant-Man for the first time. See, every time someone says, because we uh, recently watched Guardians again, every time someone says Ronan, I think Ronan, the accuser. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think of that, um, that, was it a Keanu Reeves movie, the Ronan 47? Oh, 47. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, I don't know why I think of that. Um, but yeah, man, um, overall, like we, a lot of people call this like the perfect teaser because they don't really show us much. They don't even give us really plot. I like a little bit more to nibble on, but I think that's what I'm going to get in the next trailer. So, yeah, man. But overall, super stoked, super excited. Looks like it confirms a lot of speculation, leaks, rumors about, um, well, obviously, Ronan, the way that Ant-Man and the, um, is it called Particle, whatever it is thing? The quantum, the quantum, quantum realm. The quantum realm. And, like, I know, when he comes to him, he's got Luis's van, which has that- machine thing in it um, from Ant-Man the Wasp. Could you imagine if like Cap asks him, hey, uh, how did you get the van? And he does that little Louise thing. He's like, well. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That would be so great. Um, um, yeah, yeah, like so an interesting thing we noticed in the trailers, they thought he was um, dead because of the snap. Well, actually, it's called the decimation, as yeah. we're told now. Um, but no, actually, he was just in the micro, uh, the, sorry, the quantum realm. Um, fun little fact. You know, in the top left corner, it says archive. Where? When they look at the footage of uh, Ant-Man. It oh, says, he's talking. He's yeah, trying so to get it's weird like when, you know. Oh, so that's when he goes, is this old footage? Is this, is this, yeah, is this a recording or something? And then mm. she's like, that's the front door. So I think it is old footage. <laughs> mm, it'd be interesting, interesting. Because uh, sure. like there, there definitely has to be some time fuckery in this trailer. Like, well, like there, there has that to be. was leaked like Almost a year ago, um, suppose like you know, someone on Reddit said so. There's time travel. They kind of said a lot of things that were, that were proven with this trailer. A um, uh, big thing of it was um, we're going to touch supposedly the one of the ways they incorporate pretty much everyone for the MCU is throughout time travel and revisiting particular moments. Um, apparently, the Battle of New York is meant to be a real big one, which would um, explain a few things. Like one thing you do know since trailer is. Cap, not only is his beard removed, uh, but he's also got the Winter Soldier suit on. Beard removed. It's yeah, like it's like he just it like took it off with his hand. <laughs> um, yeah, but like I'm really, really stoked for this man. Um, obvi- for obvious reasons too. Um, speaking of Marvel, let's, let's move on to another trailer. Um, Captain Marvel. Dude, um, people going crazy for this. She goes full out Super Saiyan. Uh, this is for trailer two, by the way. I actually preferred, I think, trailer one. While we do see a lot more cool stuff in here, um, trailer one, I feel like, had a little bit more personality. I really like the blockbuster intro. Um, my big fear of this film, and I don't think it's going to be a problem for the film, it's just a trailer. So I feel like it's showing less of like the, the character and personality. I'm getting a lot more um, just of the generic superhero epicness. But... Um, as we as we talked about a bit off air, um, it looks like what they're trying to double down on is showing us just how powerful she is. Like she is their Superman. She's the most powerful character, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, like we were talking about how, like what the what the sort of what the main draw of this movie is. Like you know, we we talked about what you mentioned. Um, you mentioned that you know guardians are all like like they're all That's weirdos. The funny one. Yeah, they're then all weirdos. Got, like- and then Captain America is a, a, a like a spy conspiracy thriller. Whereas this, I think, I think they're kind of really selling it. They're trying to sell it on this is going to be the person that that 
potentially could take down Thanos. This is the new leader, someone who's absolutely poised to take over uh, Captain America as the leader of the Avengers, uh, someone who whose power levels reflect that shit. Um, I'm actually just looking at the budget now. It's actually the same budget as Iron Man. It's $152 million. I think a lot of their first solo outings start around that price range. Um, budget range, actually. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. For me, I feel like this is lacking a slight less of a directional vision than some of the other solo ones. But like, I'm pretty sure, I, I'm pretty sure that the, uh, the film itself will change my mind. I hope they really double down the 90s aspect. Um, I really like, you know, this is a hell of a cast, um, but we're not seeing a lot of them. Like they're just really showing Brie Larson front and center. Um, yeah, you had a a bit of issue with the way they're doing the villain, right? Yeah. If Ben Mendelsohn gets relegated to another rogue one, uh, slash ready player one villain, then I'm going to be pissed because this guy, number one is Australian. So I'm always (laughs) rooting for him, but number two, man, like uh, He's got so much potential and range. Like, if you watch Bloodline, if you watch Animal Kingdom, the movie Animal Kingdom, not the show, um, he is capable of really, really good stuff. Um, and it is it is a bit sh- a bit of a shame that, like, he's been kind of relegated in his big budget sort of, uh, like, performances. Uh, even in The Dark Knight Rises, he was in that for very briefly. Mm. Um, but, like, I-, I really hope that they do him justice, but I kind of have a feeling they won't just because of the very little we see of him in the trailer and things like that. So I Yeah, know. I don't know. I have a feeling also this movie's going to surprise us. Like, I feel like they're really holding back with these trailers, not trying to sh- they're purposely trying to show us too much, which could be a good thing. So um, high hopes there. The other thing too with this um, with this one is um, I'm pretty sure, judging by this, the structure of this script is going to be very much like Deadpool 1, you know? Like, it's going to be very much like, we're on this big, epic, awesome action adventure. Lots of fighting, cool, fun stuff. Adrenaline's pumping. Um, and then we get these flashbacks, like what happened before um, sprinkled throughout. Um, just quickly, you want to hear something wild? Okay. Um, just because I love proving you're wrong. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Not because that. Just because I was really curious. So you mentioned that it didn't really occur to me. So you mentioned that um, $150 million is usually the price range of their first outings. I, I, I'm just... No, I, I thought I you. Were actually on, know I, that, I actually right? thought you were on the ball because I looked it up. Uh, uh, so I think Thor was similar. Yeah, and so was the first Avenger. Yeah. So, so at least for Phase One, Guardians One, the budget was 195 million. The net. Fuck. Okay. You want to hear something? Yeah, that, that one kind of makes sense because it's the most cosmic. Space and, yeah. And but you want to hear CGI? something? You want to hear something crazier? What? Doctor Strange, 165 to 236.6 million dollars. What? I have no idea where they pulled that number out from. They've got references in Wikipedia, but that 236. Six million for Doctor Strange is insane. That's insane. That movie wasn't like it was a success, but it wasn't like yeah. that success. And obviously, Black Panther was two hundred and two hundred and ten. Like I, that was yeah. Black Panther's a no-brainer. <clears throat> double down on the money for that. Guardian Galaxy, like that's a risk. Mm. Like I know they did like behind the scenes, they had a lot writing on it because that's where they wanted to take the future of the Marvel films too. But like that, there's you know, and to put a director like James Gunn behind it who. Hadn't done anything massive beforehand, but he did have some like solids. Yeah, yeah, that is su- a big super and slither, Yeah, yeah, that's a wow. I'm I'm really shocked I'm, by that. I'm actually shocked we didn't talk about uh, the budget on the Guardians <laughs> podcast. Usually, Colin, yeah. Colin asks me, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> shout out, Colin. You got lazy on that one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, I'm happy to move on if you are, man. Yeah, dude. Um, um, but yeah, seriously, awesome. Two great trailers in one week. Um, yeah. You know, you can't really fault either one. Number number one, I mean, you know, the Endgame trailer is just, like you said, to me, it's a perfect tease. I know you want a bit more, but for me, it's like oh, no, perfect I, for what we're getting. Like, I'm just being greedy. <laughs> to, be, no, to, be fair, to be fair, the movie is only four months away. Fuck. Like it's 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 out in April. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Then they they pulled it forward a month, right? Yeah. Well, the trailer also revealed that as well. So it was originally May, but they pushed it forward to line up uh, uh, to to line up with the international release date. So yeah. yeah. You know what I really think is cool with that trailer is how it starts off the Marvel logo being like decimated away, mm. but then with Endgame sort of like rebuilding the title, yeah. and I think that really it's like that's the theme of this film. It's rebuilding. It's coming back. Um, let's move on to a trailer we almost missed to talk about, um, and sort of keeping the th- theme for superheroes, um, is Brightburn. And no one saw this coming, man. This, this looks fucking incredible, right? Well, I was, um, okay, so basically, uh, Comic-Con, Gunn released this sort of like, uh, thing on his Instagram, and it was just kind of like the insignia, so it was like a, uh, I'm gonna struggle finding it now on, online, but basically it's kind of like a... Um, just like a symbol, um, and it, and you know everyone's asking like, what the hell is this? And that was like just before his firing, and like people were like talking uh, about him. Oh, it might have been after actually. No, it was after his firing. Um, after his firing, and people were like still curious. What studio is this, by the way? Um, so this is from, um, holy shit, I'm fucking forgetting. But uh, uh, sorry, keep talking. I'll look it up. But yeah, um, dude, <laughs> it's not. It's important to mention that it's not directed by James Gunn. It's produced. It's produced yeah, but it's actually written by his brother and his cousin. Um, yeah, they're both guns, right? Yeah, both both guns. Yeah, um, it's from Sony. Okay, it's from Sony. Yeah. So, but yeah, so yeah. the concept of this is: what if Superman as a tr- what if Man of Steel was a horror film? So they keep him sort of as a. That's kid. not the official concept. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. But everyone's talking about it like yeah. that because it's clearly inspired by that. Yeah. By that, it has uh, the imagery is very Man of Steel. The character is very Superman. But as we know, like when kids are going through puberty and stuff, they can have fights with their parents. They can be a little bit crazy. And it's like, what if like this kid who landed on Earth as an alien and whatever snapped and like just started killing everybody? And it looks freaky as fuck. It does look. It looks great. The trailer's fantastic in terms of like building tension. Um, it's the movie's being led by Elizabeth Banks, who, by the way, is working her ass off because she's currently directing Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, her husband is a guy named David Denman. So, <laughs> come on, man, it's me. I have to bring it up. Uh, he plays Roy in The Office. <laughs> um, and like every time he's gonna be on screen, all I can see is Roy. So, Lol. yeah, but um, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Um, I think I'd like to see one more trailer before I'm like fully sold on it. Um, the concept alone is enough to like get mm. me, man. I think that's a genius concept. Yeah, I mean, like, because the first like minute of the trailer, I was like, I've seen everything, all th- I've seen all this before. Yeah, like, this is this is really repetitive, yeah, until it turned into like a horror, and thing. you never see that coming, right? Like, that's that's yeah. that's good, yeah. But I was also like, what, are they just really gonna rip off Superman like this? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what kind of uh rights issues they might have had, surely because they jumped around with the uh, names and shit, so maybe they didn't. But technically, yeah. I think you know, technically, I think all that's under fair use, you could call it parody, and um, but yeah, we got we got another one speaking of horrors, so we've 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 moved to the horror category. 
Um, and also speaking of gun a little bit, um, we've got Happy Death Day to You, the sequel to Happy Death Day. And um, they're really doubling down on comedy on this. Like, um, I feel like the fonts they use, they remind me very much of like Suicide Squad or Gardens of Galaxy, how they use that marketing. Um, now, I didn't watch the first one, but I heard it actually wasn't that bad, even though it looked bad. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, I saw the first one. Uh, I thought it was fine. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't terrible. Uh, it was a little bit predictable. Like you knew, like it's one of those ones where it's like scream. Like you know that the person, the person, like she knows the killer. Like it's yeah. someone that she knows. It's not a stranger. It's like a, a classic whodunit. Yeah, it's not like the strangers where it's just random people. Like you know, um, and, and like obviously at the end there's going to be like a a big unveiling of whoever it is. So Becky, um, it was you the whole time. Yeah, pretty yes, much. Yes, and I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for you dastardly kids. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, but except you sounded like a Scooby Doo villain just then. <laughs> that was, that was, that's what's going for. Thank you. <laughs> and you're dumb dog. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the first one was a perfectly sort of fine, you know, movie. It had its fun elements. Like it did play with the Groundhog Day concept pretty well, um, because that was the biggest issue for me going in. Like I was like, oh, here we go, another movie that's going to use the Groundhog Day concept, and it's just going to be like another one. Like, you know pretty what? Cliched. That's interesting. It feels like a cliche, mm. but I. I can, the only film I can think of is Groundhog Day. The, the, the reason I think it feels like a cliche is so many TV shows have parodied it. Oh, yeah. Supernatural yeah. done that shit. Um, but uh, one movie that did it really well was Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, fuck. I yeah. forgot that. Yeah, yeah they yeah. did it really well, Yeah, actually. They did um, it awesomely. But, yeah, so for those who aren't aware, the concept of this film, well, the first film was it's Groundhog Day, but it's a slasher. Um, like a, like a teen slasher, you know? Um, so yeah, it's like she keeps dying and waking up and the guy tries to kill her again and again and again. Um, what it looks like the plot of this one is she wakes up thinking that she killed him in one, but she was wrong. And, um, now he's also coming after her friends. So she's got to save her friends as well as save herself now. Um, which is a good way to raise stakes, I guess. Um, I won't be seeing this opening day. Like I'll please, oh, I'll pro- you know what? It's honestly, if if the person who you saw this with, the f- who saw the first one with, doesn't drag me to it, then I won't see this <laughs> at all. So, um, uh, yeah, like it's 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 like a, it's what I like to call teen horror or an MTV style ho- horror, almost. You know, um, it, and it's like a genre that a lot of people I feel like don't talk about where it's like yeah there's like your typical horror films but there's like also ones that are like kind of they're just m15 pg13 like they're made for like a younger audience almost that's the vibe i get from this yeah like the prom night remake yeah it's it's it's, it's like a my first horror film you know it's uh kids in high school can go see it yeah uh yeah without yeah. like fucking shit up um let's move on one last trailer we have to talk about today godzilla king of the monsters uh, what do you think of this, bro? Um, you know what? The more I see of this and the more, like, promotional stuff I see of this, the more excited I get. Yeah. Uh, I posted, like, um, they released the, um, alternate posters today. I saw, yeah. Um, and I posted them on the Instagram and the after party and on Twitter. They look fucking yeah. badass, and man. And so they, they, they're dedicated each to different monsters in this film. Yeah. Because they're, they're doubling down on the Godzilla saving us from monsters. So there's one for Godzilla, King Ghidorah. Which is like a three-headed serpent, um, Hydra. dragon, Hydra. Yeah. Um, uh, Rodan, who's like a kind of like a pterodactyl in a yeah. way. Yeah. Then Mothra, which is a giant moth. Um, and these are all like the biggest giant moth. <laughs> yeah, they, they get they get less and less interesting yeah, as you yeah. go down the list. I love that you like started from the most <laughs> yeah. badass to like the. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it is 
Um, Actually, I the, think I think King Ghidorah you know, is, is, looks a bit more badass than Godzilla. I know, kill no, me, no, no, kill fair me. Enough. Like he's got well, three heads and he can breathe fire. Come yeah. On. <laughs> well, these are all the and wings. Like for, for like, and for those who don't know, Godzilla's been doing films like once every year for the last twenty five years or so in Japan. We hardly ever get them out here though. Um, and these like the all they picked all the fan favorites for this. So when they do Godzilla 3 or whatever, it's like, they're going to be running out of dudes to pick because um, these are all the cool ones. And um, this is a great way to like, satisfy the fans because some of them were upset the first one that um, they had a different, like, original monster. Um, but yeah, also I'm loving the cast for this, man. Like, they got, um, what's the name? Eleven from Stranger Things. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, and um, I'm a big fan of Thomas Middleditch and he's, he's sort of given the- the, the narration for this trailer for this. Um, so I'm really stoked to see him in this as well. I'm a big fan of Kyle Chandler. Um, like oh, he's, yeah. he was in Super 8. Obviously, we talked about him. Fucking Charles Dance from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. You got Father Lannister there. Dude, Bradley <laughs> Whitford. Um, so he we talked about him in Get Out, but he's also in... Uh, He's also in Billy Madison. Eric! <laughs> um, you got Zee Zhang. She's um, a, a, an up-and-coming uh, Asian actress. Um, she was in quite a few things. Look, you, can, you can, by all means, knock the Godzilla films, but you can't give them shit for their casting. Like fucking Heisenberg in the first one. What? <laughs> what? Talk about stunt casting. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, he, he was in there for every single interview. But he was in the movie for 15 minutes. Yeah. That, you know what they did the same thing with? With uh, Ryan Reynolds for, what was that movie? I think it's called Life. Oh, yeah. 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 They act, they made it like he's the main character, dead in 20 minutes. I like Life. Did you like yeah. Life? I liked it, yeah, actually, liked yeah. It. Um, so this is uh, the, the technically the third installment in the, what they're calling the Monarch uh, universe. Yeah. So uh, in, the, in the universe, Monarch is that organization that, you know, looks after all these massive creatures and things like that. Um, so the first one was obviously Godzilla 2014. Didn't feature too much into it. Um, that was directed by Gareth Edwards, who went on to direct Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the second one was Kong Skull Island, which went right into the universe shit. Like, that was heavy. But also way more fun. Yeah, a lot, um, a lot, a lot of fun. So much much brighter colours. They shot it during the daytime. Which is where I fall down on this kind of, this this trailer. Because yeah. everything looks grey and rainy, which is a, a good way to hide CG, but it's just not fun to watch. Like This movie does seem like it's taking itself really seriously. Like, the tone, if I had to, like, try and mash it up against something. It's kind of almost like what they do with Planet of the Apes. It's like kind of a bit of a crazy concept, but like they try, they treat it very seriously. But the thing is with Planet of the Apes, um, you saying this to me the other day when I pointed this out, um, with Planet of the Apes, like, you know, they have all these like big thematic themes to go behind it. Godzilla doesn't have that. Um, in this trailer they're talking about, it's like, oh, so he, we should have Godzilla like a pet to protect us. And he's like, no. We are his pet. So, oh, okay. That's okay. Yeah. We, we don't need any smarts or brains for this film, do we? Well, Apes, Apes goes into things like segregation and racism and things like that and isolation. And Godzilla was designed as a metaphor. He is a metaphor for, like, you know, humans destroying themselves in nuclear, nuclear war. Nuclear shit, war. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, a Japanese character. Yeah. So, But this is a metaphor here for that. Um, destroying buildings looks fucking cool in the movies. And uh, Hollywood <laughs> is into universes these days. Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about the other day, um, of all these franchises trying to build universes, so many have fucking failed and flopped so hard. The Dark Universe with the Mummy. That Jesus was a big Christ. one. Um, Transformers apparently 
has like twenty thousand planned, but I'm well, not we'll really see, seeing we'll that. We'll see where Bumblebee goes. I think Bumblebee, it's, it's doing well. I hope yeah. not, but Bumblebee, I have a feeling is going to be like a lot of universe building. Yeah, because because then there'll be one called Optimus Prime. There'll be one for you know. We'll see. Hopefully not. X Men Origins. Yeah, <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> yes, that that was going to be the. First, they're they're going to do Magneto Origins after yeah, that. That got cancelled. Um, the the most successful or DC EU is now DC Worlds. They're kind of stepping back from that. It looks like. Oh, um, they they they're a bit scared of that. Um, but the, weirdly, the most successful one. Uh, also like the DCCW shows, like they do that too. But weirdly, the most successful one. The Conjuring. Yeah. The Conjuring universe. <laughs> the Nun was one of the most profitable movies of the year. It's so sad. That and Venom are the most. <laughs> oh, man. It's, what state are we in, man? Venom's at plus $800 million worldwide, which is insane. It's outsold every fo- um, Fox X-Men film, including Deadpool. That's crazy. Uh, what, but anyways, what world um, are we in? Yeah. Anyways, uh, Godzilla looking okay. Um, hopefully they don't take it too seriously, but they probably are. Um, they're also for trailers, but we got a shit ton of news as well, man. Um, probably one of the bigger ones, um, that sort of got the internet talking was, uh, Marvel announced a, a project they're fast tracking. It's a superhero called Shang-Chi. Um, now you, you might be thinking, well, who's Shang-Chi? Or you might be going, oh, I know Shang-Chi. I love him. First of all, shut the fuck up. You're a goddamn liar. No one knows who this guy is. He's not even C-list. He's like a fucking Z-list hero. If there were letters after Z, then. Yeah. He's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. But. Um, Diversity. Yeah. That's kind of what they want to do. Like They kind of want to replicate what they want to do with Black Panther for this character. Um, and also a little bit of like what they did with like Luke Cage, where it's like, take this character who came from an era where it might be seen a little racist how they treat it now, and then bring it into modern times. Um, basically, he's a he's technically a superhero, I guess, um, where he's just really uh, just a normal dude who's just really good at martial arts. He's basically Bruce Lee. But in our modern um, incarnations, he joined the Avengers for one point, and they gave him a superpower after him existing for a thousand years, which was um, he can like create multiples of himself, kind of like unlike what they do in Dragon Ball Z when they move fast and stuff. Um, they've got a screen- screenwriter attached. Um, he was the guy who did. Um, he- he's written the sequel for. Uh, I can't find it. So I was going to bring it up. Um, but yeah, they're looking for an Asian American director um, to, to take it on. They want to have the, they want pretty much the whole cast crew, a lot of very centric around a- Asian American actors and stuff like that. Um, this guy, I remember he wrote it. He, he was, he's, he's got two big screen credits to his name. Um, David Callahan. Yeah. And he's worked on. <laughs> Okay, I. It was something good. It was he's something worked good. on the Expendables one and two and Godzilla twenty fourteen oh, no, and no. Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. He's that's it. I knew it was a sequel. Yeah, he's doing Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four and he worked hey, Matt, on Godzilla. He did Doom. <laughs> you know what? That was two thousand and five. We've forgiven the Rock for Doom. I think we can forgive the rest well, of the crew. He did the Expendables. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a screenplay. Oh, I know it's story by two. Uh oh. Nah, 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 I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, look, Stallone touched it. I'm okay with it. Stallone touches it. Um, more Marvel news, though. Probably the most disappointing and tragic news of the week Daredevil got cancelled. Oh, that hurts to say. 
Yeah, especially, I think, especially for us. I mean, because you guys can go back and listen to a special feature we did where we just reviewed, like, the entire third season. The entire amazing third season. That season and, uh, is fucking incredible. It's pretty unanimous that that season is one of the best seasons of that TV show. If um, not the best. Yeah, um, right. And it, it is It is a little sad. Um I read that apparently it was because of a uh, heavy licensing fees from uh so ne- so Marvel are charging Netflix a lot of money for their shows. Yeah. Um, um that's what I read. I'm not surprised and back in the day um Netflix wanted big properties cuz they were still working on creating original content and stuff. They'll still knew it that they wanted these big properties to bring people in. They've got the people they don't need any more, you know? So, um... And, and Netflix releases, like, a, an original thing every day. <laughs> like Legit. And they're, they're usually pretty good. Like, they've got a great track record. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, you know, maybe they've upped the licensing fee or something. Who knows? Because it looks like um, Marvel and well, Disney are doing everything they can to keep all their characters now, you know, give the rights back to Marvel, as they say, to promote this uh, Disney Plus um, streaming service. Um, I read somewhere, but I can't find it online now. So maybe I dreamed it that there's some clause in these contracts, at least with the first four shows, unsure about Punisher, um, that they can't appear in anything for at least two years afterwards or something. Um, so I don't think we're going to be seeing these characters in these, in this context again, ever. Um, I feel like it's pretty safe to say that they're just going to reboot these as either new shows or probably new movies that join the Avengers and shit within the next five to ten years. Easy. Um, it's a bit of a sad one, but um, that's how it is. Um, around and, and to salt the wound even further, um, pretty much the next day, news came out that Netflix had just spent a hundred million dollars instead of like licensing Daredevil again. <laughs> Uh, $100 million to just keep friends on I'll Netflix. be there for you when the rain starts to pour. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, so, like, that kind of salts the wound a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, sure, Friends is a great show, but, you know, everyone who likes Friends already owns the box set of it. It stopped being on air, like, 10 years ago, you know? Um, and it, it's like we don't even get that out here in Australia. Uh, another streaming service, which we'll talk about a bit later, called Stan, has that here. So, like, that deal doesn't affect us. So, it kind of feels like they just took Marvel away from me, but that's cool. I'm not going to be mad. On the bright side, though, um, Jessica Jones and The Punisher still have a season coming out um, because of they've got, um, they've either were in production or whatever at the time. But I think it's safe to assume that they will both be cancelled after after they come out. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking of Stan, um, today some cool shit happened. This is for any Australian listeners, Americans, you can just go to sleep for 30 seconds. But, um, uh, Disney just partnered up with Stan and dropped a fuck ton of shit. Um, at first I thought it was everything. It wasn't, but they dropped a lot of, um, Marvel stuff. They dropped a lot, uh, pretty much everything from phase one. Oh, dude, I took advantage um, of it today. I watched Wall-E today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they dropped, um, a shit ton of Pixar, shit ton of Disney. Um, even, not even just the movies, like TV shows too. Yeah. Rebels. Um, pretty yeah. Sure Rebels is which to that. me is like a sign. Uh, we also got The Last Jedi as well today. Yeah. Apparently um, Solo's on there, but I can't find it. I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't say it. Um, but I think this is a sign that Australia is probably not going to get Disney Plus streaming service. 
Which I'm happy with because I already have Stan. So, well, you know, I don't mind. I want those new shows, bro. Which could come to Stan. It's fine. Like, you know like, what? I'd be cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not mad anymore. That sounds like a great idea. Because usually what they do is like they, um, you know, they usually, like, it's not like Netflix where it comes out all in one go. Like, they do it like straight from the US, like one, like immediately. So, mm. uh, like the episode stream immediately straight from the US. So yeah, yeah. St- Stan are a big fan of that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, moving on though. Um, uh, speaking of last piece of Disney, ne- uh, one of the last pieces of Disney news. Disney dropped a lot of stuff last few weeks. Um, they have a new film that they announced. It's called Onward. Um, what do you know about this, Zoeb? Not much. All that, all I know is that uh, Tom Holland is the lead. Chris Pratt is in it. Octavia Spencer's in it. Um, and Julia Louis Dreyfus is in it. Uh, what's it about again? It's like uh, it's we have a I, vague idea, right? <laughs> Apparently, it's it, it's described as a suburban tale. Uh, it stars, uh, sorry, it's about two elves, and that's all I know. Yeah. Um. And shout out to uh Instagram uh Instagrammer Nick Winstetter um who hit us up on Instagram um follow us at Midnight Double Feature um yeah who pointed out that this is basically the same font as Frozen it looks very very similar to the Frozen logo um which is kind of funny I guess Disney they, they can't get over how successful Frozen was still um trying to get that clout um but moving on um bro this animated poster for Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> I don't get the hate Bro, I'll start hating when I see a trailer, but I don't get the hate for this. Look, it looks and feels so weird, man. Like, I'm cool with the fact that he's got fur. I can deal with that. But these calves are look, they're too human. I mean, he runs. He's got calves. It's it's creepy. Like, it's creepy. It's creeping me out. He's too human. He looks like a dude. And apparently, according to the directors, uh, the filmmakers, he's going to have two eyes now instead of the one mono eye. And I'm just like, oh, big deal. Sorry, Internet. Dude, not, not to you, to the you Internet. You know what? You know what? Like, I'm scared to see the final thing. But you know what? Ben Schwartz. I, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I know you Ben are. Schwartz, great casting for Sonic. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, tech- I'm technically homeless. Uh, <laughs> I actually I actually always loved the episodes when his sister would come in. Money, please. Yeah. Uh, what was it? M- Mona Lisa Satterstein. Oh, yeah. God. And the dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, the and, and, and Dr. Robotnik, the villain, played by Jim fucking Carey. Yeah, I'm keen for that, man. Um, I haven't seen him since Kick-Ass 2, so. Oh man, you gotta watch. Um, yeah, no, no. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> uh, it's on stand. It's really good. I've seen the whole thing. Kidding, kidding. Yeah, yeah it's good. You should see that. Um, real quick, um, Men in Black International, as we now know as her name, um, has another still shot. Um, I think ho- I like the idea of them giving it this title. It sort of implies that they're going to be doing like with what films like. Um, uh, Jumanji did where instead of making a reboot or replacing what we used to love it's kind of like a continuation with different characters maybe in, in the same world but it's not the same it's not re- doing the same thing over and over again hopefully that is what they're doing and um, I am down with that um, I'm keen for that something we're both keen on but it's the weirdest fucking announcement <laughs> Between Two Ferns is getting a film <laughs> Uh, for those who know what Between Two Ferns in is, uh, 
Let us know what it is, bro. So basically, it's a, a fake um, sh- like talk show put on by Funny or Die. Um, the movie is also going to be produced by Funny or Die, um, and basically, it stars uh, Zach Galifianakis as the host, and he's got like a bunch of like uh, people on. Uh, like he's had, you know, said Barack Obama. Yeah. He's had like, and it's fucking just everybody. It's just like awkward like conversations. It, it's a fake. TV show where yeah. they're usually roasting each other in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, Colin and I mentioned it in the Hangover episode when we like we were talking about Zach Galifianakis, and um, yeah, it's really keen to see what they do with this movie actually because it's weird to like transform a talk show and the humor of a talk show uh, into a film. But um, you know, by how smart the writing is on that on that show, um, really keen to see. Like, I think I've got faith. So um, yeah, apparently this is coming out for Netflix. Um, and people, um, oh, apparently they released a few new episodes this year with, uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Cardi B. I did not see that. Um, here we go. Yep. Um, people announced to make appearances include Peter Dinklage and Ed Helms, Bradley Cooper, Keanu Reeves, and David Letterman. So that's like a, that's like a big, um, it's a good lineup. It's a good lineup. I wonder if it's going to be like they do something like it's the interview where it's like about a talk show, but like has a story based around it. I'd or like it's going to be. See. I have a feeling it might be like a Borat thing, though. Yeah. Or it's like a sort of like a fake. I'm interviewing thing. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, something big that dropped that um, you might not care so much about, but I fucking lost my shit over. Here we go. Um, was <laughs> okay. the the DCCW crossover um, this year. So for those who don't know, um, the the CW network channel they do all these shows that are super based on DC superheroes. Um, there's the big ones are um, Arrow and the Flash um, and Supergirl. But they also do like this one called uh, Legends of Tomorrow and shit like that. And they often do like these multi night crossover stuff. And they basically become like these big TV long movies. Um, but this year they did something pretty big. After years and years and years of talking about Batman, they did they introduced. Batwoman, played by Ruby Rose, as like a backdoor pilot. And they went to Chicago where they filmed The Dark Knight Rises um, and sort of recreated their version of Gotham. They had a really great explanation to why Batman hasn't been in the show um, and really did a great job of setting up a potential Batman, uh, Batwoman uh, show. Um, Superman was also involved heavily. Um, it was really, really great fan service too. Like in the Batwoman based episode, they fight Nora Freeze, Mr. Freeze's wife. Um, Scarecrow's um, fear toxin is is in it. So it has like this cool hallucination scene, which has a whole bunch of cameos of like villains from previous seasons. Um, it was really cool. And at the end, the biggest news though, is they announced that the crossover for next year it's going to be their take on uh, Crisis Infinite Earths for fall 2019. And for those who don't know, Crisis Infinite Earths is considered to be one of the biggest um, story arcs in DC Comics history. So that's pretty fucking cool. Um, I'm As a nerd, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, if you're a fan of that, check that shit out. Um, Moving on, though, um, Bond 25. We got um, some interesting news about that. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about this really quickly. I'm a big Bond fan. Um, so it was confirmed that Leia Sadu, uh, who played, uh, the, I guess, the femme fatale in the last one, um, she's coming back for the next one, which is kind of unheard of in the franchise. Like, Have they ever... Once. Very briefly, but once, yeah. And I guess if you really want to be nit- nitpicky, 
She's not a Bond girl, but she's a woman in Bond M has been in other films, but she doesn't Yeah, count, yeah, but no, I mean, you know, Bond hasn't slept with her. <laughs> that we know of. Uh, yeah, it is know, Bond, yeah. for all we know. Um, but I'm, I'm actually really excited, man. It's, um, you know, unfortunately, Danny Boyle dropped out of directing, but it's being directed by Carrie Fukunaga, who fucking True Detective Season 1. Um, <laughs> like, come on, man, the guy's awesome. He was originally supposed to direct it. Um, oh, but, really? Yeah, also, um, they're supposed to come back. Naomi Harris is Money Penny, Ray Fines as uh, M, sorry, fucking Voldemort, uh, and Ben Wishaw as Q. So, really excited for Bond. Um, I honestly thought that Spectre might have been, you know, Daniel Craig's last one, but I guess not. He does, he clearly is, he's made it very obvious, he does not enjoy playing this character. Yeah, I, I, I hope he kind of wakes up for the next one because Spectre was a bit of a bore. But yeah, that's out February 14, 2020. Really excited for that. Cool. And for the record, Money Penny is probably the worst name a character's ever been given. It was old and it's British. Yeah. <laughs> um, wrapping things up, because we do have to get this moving, because we have to see Enter the Spider-Verse soon. So excited for another Spider-Man film. Um, I won't go into this, but if you're into, if you're unaware, the Lethal Weapon TV show has been going through some crazy... It's got a crazy history of the behind the scenes. The two lead actors who play Murtaugh and Riggs um, hate each other. And one of them got fired last year. And now the other one's leaving. And they had Sean William Scott, the fucking Stiffmeister, Stiffler, um, replace one of them. And um, there's no confirmation it's going to get cancelled. But imagine doing a Lead the Weapon show without the two main characters. <laughs> that's, that's fucking crazy. That might be problematic. Yeah, d- just to say the least. Um and also speaking of Spider-Man, um, apparently word is that they were originally going to, um, they were thinking of casting Tobey Maguire as uh, the, the main main Spider-Man. Should have been such a this cool is, Easter egg, for, This right? is for Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Into yeah. the Spider-Verse. Yeah. yeah, you didn't mention I didn't want anyone to think it was from Far From Home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and speaking of Far From Home, um, there's been, um, well, we haven't got the trailer for it. We do have a breakdown. It's definitely worth looking up online um, for... Spider-Man Far From Home. By looks of things, they're, what they're doing is they're sort of doing a riff based off the first appearance of Mysterio in the comics, where, oh, first of all, Jake Gyllenhaal confirmed as Mysterio. Um, awesome. Although we had leaks for that about a year ago. Um, uh, it confirmed he even made an Instagram account to promote it and, and, and prove it. Um, but yeah, dude. So it uh, looks like that Spider-Man is teaming up with Nick Fury to to do some sort of stuff while he's on a Europe trip. Um, and Mysterio is going to be joining him as like a, as a good guy. But as we all know, I think there's going to be a third act twist where he turns out to be the bad guy. Right? Going to be some fuckery. For sure. For sure. Um, and it looks like we're going to get some other villains too. So that looks really excited. Um, and there's also the appearance of the uh, stealth suit, which is very um, inspired by Spider-Man Noir, who's also in Into the Spider-Verse, played by Nicolas Cage, of all things. That's that's bonkers, man. Nicolas Cage! <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> so yeah, dude, um, really looking forward to that. I, I bet you by the time we drop this trailer, the the tra- the uh, by the time we drop this podcast, the trailer will be out for sure. For sure. Um... And I believe that's it for news this week. Unless you can think of anything else. Nope. Let's jump right in. All right, cool. Let's hit up the reviews. So we've got um, Creed 2. We'll be filled with spoilers. Before that, we'll do um, Best Friends Volume 2 and Overlord. Those will be chock-a-block filled with spoilers. So Wait, no. Those will be non-spoilers. Sorry. 
non-spoilers, okay? Creed 2 will be chock-a-block full. But right now, we're coming up to a spoiler-free spoiler review of Overlord. Welcome to France. What happened here? Some questions don't have good answers. There's a lot of soldiers out there, and there's only four of us. Find out what's inside that compound. Uh, Overlord, holy shit, man! This movie is fucking bonkers awesome. Um, directed by a guy from Melbourne, Julius Avery. Um, produced by JJ Abrams. I would love to Woo. know how they got in contact. Like, come on, man! <laughs> like, get me in touch with him. Um, but no, this movie works fantastically as both a World War II drama thriller as well as uh, as well as it does a zombie horror. Um, the the sound design is outstanding. The person I watched this with just fucking threw popcorn everywhere. Um, she jumped like a crazy motherfucker. Um, and I never heard, like, it was like a guttural scream. Like, she yelled. <laughs> um, she's going to kill me. It's like, like, it's like scary, right? There are legit horror moments in it. There are legit horror moments in it, for sure. Um, it is... It's it's fantastic, man. It's a very tight movie. Like, there's no fucking around with it. There's no setting up any sequels or anything like that. It's just it's one and done. Um, originally, this was supposed to be a Cloverfield kind of uh, script, um, and I'm really <laughs> glad it wasn't. Yeah, really glad it wasn't. Um, but yeah, this uh, this stars Wyatt Russell, um, who is Kurt Russell's son. Dude, fucking looks exactly like him. Um, <laughs> That he's got a great screen presence. The the movie, man, like it's just it's great. It's 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 honestly a fun time. I've seen it twice. Um second Without time Without me. Sorry, so fuck I'm you. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh second time I watched it I loved it a lot, lot more. Um, you know, the, the the old school guns, the way they sound, man, it's just awesome. Like they've got the there's one sequence where he shoots the M1 Garand, and I know from like World War COD World War Two that when you shoot the M1 Garand and like it runs out of ammo, it goes ding 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 dish. Like there's this like like awesome sound when it runs out of it. but yeah that's just a nerd thing um but yeah it's an amazing movie definitely check it out nine out of ten fuck yeah dude like i know uh looking at trailer i was not hyped but um i know how much you love this so fuck i gotta check it out um all right my turn i saw best friends volume two i have a good story for you a familiar story one guy meet another in the big city they have dream, but something changed. Greed, hatred, and jealousy. You understand the words? So yeah, I saw Best Friends Volume 2. For those who don't know what this movie is, um, if you've seen The Room, aka the Citizen Kane of bad movies, um, the, the source material for the Disaster Artist film, um, the Oscar-nominated Disaster Artist film, um, this reunites Greg Sestero and the weird but lovable Tommy Wiseau together. They released part one last year, and I saw part two uh, with like a Q&A with Greg Sestero in a packed cinema of Room fans. Um, don't watch this film if you haven't seen The Room. You won't understand what the fuck's going on. These two- Just a quick interruption. Yeah. My friend watched The Disaster Artist without knowing that what The Room was. <laughs> he didn't even know that it was it was based on a movie. I was like, "How did you do that?" But anyway, go on. Yeah, no, nah, like, that's it's funny. But that movie works like that, you know. Yeah. Um, that movie is actually well made and great. Good. The room, on the other hand, you just think you're watching a shitty film, but if you know like the cult following, it becomes like a, it's like a, it's like an experience, you know. Um, and these two films um, follow the same path. Um, I really like the first one a lot more though, because it just had a lot more Tommy in it. 
This one, um, Tommy Wiseau, he has he's more of a presence sprinkled throughout the film rather than a main character. Um, but to make up for that, they have an equally weird um, person uh, who's a cowboy, who's a really buff Clint Eastwood lookalike. Um, again, really muscular cowboy named Rick, and uh, he's always saying the the weirdest shit. Uh, the way these films work is that they're they're kind of like. Um, they're not movies. They're not films. They are platforms for weirdos to just do weird shit in them. Like, like they're given a script. It's well filmed, but they just throw on their flavor in there. And it's just like, what the fuck? Are you? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Um, this film actually has another character, the motel owner earlier on too, who's um, pretty fucking weird as well. Um, so yeah, if you're a fan of that, really fun time, really great, but um, ultimately not, not a great film. Um, uh, I like the first one better, but it wasn't that much better. The the, the concept is, is the idea of how can we get Tommy Wiseau to play a slightly more believable character? Um, but yeah, he's got a lot of weird... In this one, my favorite line of his is, uh, Oh, hey, guy. Well, um, I thought was... Because when life... <laughs> wow. You guys, you should see my face it's right now. Fun. He's like, he's like, when life give you lemon, you'll make a little drink, hey? Ha, ha, ha. what the fuck? Oh, wow. What are you saying? What is going on? What just happened? What the fuck is this movie? Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, but I, I can't I can't rate this film because it does not... Um, it, 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 if I rated it for being a good film, it'd be like, I know it too. But um, this movie, as, as it is, is just a, a weird, wacky experience that I really enjoyed. If you're a fan of The Room, definitely check it out. Anyways, coming up next, um, our spoiler-filled review of Creed 2. Creed 2, don't we? Dude, fucking Creed is awesome. Creed 1 is awesome. Creed 2 is... A little bit less awesome, but still awesome. Like, you know what? When I say that, it makes it sound shit. But Creed 1 is amazing to me. Um, Ryan Coogler did an amazing job with that movie. Um, This movie, man, carries on, like, everything that was kind of, like, put put behind in that movie and also in um, Rocky IV. Um, I was really amazed at what they did with the the Drago family. Um, Really surprised that they paid uh, a lot of respect to Creed, not only the Creed family and Rocky's family. But also um, the 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 Drago family, which could have been like a two dimensional like villain, but man, um, they were awesome. Lundgren was awesome. Stallone was awesome. Fucking um, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson, man, holy shit! What they they share one of my favorite scenes in the entire of the entire year, and that's the scene where um you know the unfortunately they find out the kid can't hear. It's really really sad, but really really well played. Um, the movie hits hard. Um, I would put it... Ne- the only negatives I have is I wish that they had more original score instead of licensed uh, music because the first one definitely had a lot more of that. Um, but Yeah, and the and the original score is fucking fantastic. bonkers good. Just why you want more of it. Yeah. But um, they had Mike Will made it as an executive producer, so obviously it means we're going to get a bunch of trap beats and yeah. stuff in there, which I enjoy too, but like... I know during a training montage, I, I prefer the more epic shit. For me, it's a nine. It's a nine. Um, if 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 uh, Black Panther, if Creed one, Creed one is nine point five, then this is a nine. So, yeah, um, wholeheartedly agree with everything, man. 
Um, I think this is one of the tightest scripts I've seen this year. The script is so incredibly tight. It's so good. This is this is a fucking script right here, man. It's so it's such a great script. Um, in addition to that, yeah, I really like how like all the characters are very three dimensional. Like Tessa Thompson's character is a good example. Um, I think her name was Bianca, the character. Yeah, Bianca. Yeah. Um, she's she is typically. Her, her per- uh, in, in the st- context of a script, her purpose is to be the typical girlfriend character. But even still, she has her own personality. She has her own, like, uh, her own goals and shit around it. They make everyone feel three-dimensional. The biggest point is, yeah, the Dragos, um, while they are not amazing, like, they don't have a lot of screen time, but the screen time they do, they really maximize it. Like, the scene where um, Rocky meets Ivan um, in the restaurant, like, holy shit. Tension. Yeah. And, like, it's so, like, you learn more about the character and, like, it's just a really great scene. It's one of my favorite scenes of the year, um, for sure. Um, I really liked how they, even they had an arc, even the villains had an arc. Um, and the, the themes of, like, legacy and all that, so, so meaningful. Um, cinematography also is pretty incredible, I think. Um, you mentioned to me, you know, you preferred it in the first film, but- can't deny this is still a beautiful film. Oh right? yeah, especially the montage sequence, man. But like, for me, uh, and the, the the underwater training scene, I love yeah, that shit, yeah. man. But um, I mean, the first one had a like a, a eight minute unbroken take, like while they <laughs> while they're having like a, a boxing match, which is amazing. So I I couldn't couldn't put that above that. But yeah, it's yeah. still amazing. Something else I really love about this film was the sound design. Like when a punch hits. You feel the punch. There were points where I was like flinching in the movie theater. Um, and I don't think I've ever had that weird um, physical reaction to a film in that context ever before. So that's that's a feat within itself. Um, uh, and again, all the performances are great. And I really liked how they closed off um, Rocky's arc uh, very respectfully and very emotionally and um, uh, very thematically well done. Um, and also in a great way of just setting the franchise of creed forward as well at the same time um and one more time the, the the fucking performances are incredible uh this director did a good job man Stephen cable jr yeah, yeah well done dude um i'm also a nine out of ten this movie was awesome badass and to wrap it up, um, this has been Midnight Double Feature. Um, these upcoming attraction episodes are where we talk about the news and our little reviews of the latest films that have come out. Um, and then we have the feature presentation episodes where we break down films in more of a in-depth, uh, long-form sort of content. Uh, we just did Guardians of the Galaxy um, just last week. And before that, we did The Terminator 1984. Those are a lot of fun. we got Die Hard coming up, but... Yes. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. I have a machine gun. Yes. Sorry, I said the other, the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I forgive you. Um, Die Hard is such a, such a classic, man. Um, but if you want to hang out with us, um, please join our Facebook group, um, The After Party, Midnight Double Feature. So we post our memes. We talk to everybody. Um, and if you have anything to say, you want us to know your thoughts or, or maybe even um, uh, when I see your thoughts and put on the podcast as well, just let us know what you think. Um also, yeah, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube, The Works. Um, you can find us. Please give us a review on iTunes. We appreciate that shit. For the love of God, please rate and review us on iTunes. That'll be amazing. <laughs> Come on, man. I'll suck your dick. Yeah, I, I will. I'm, I'm already on my knees. I'm, I'm fucking begging you, man. I've got <laughs> knee pads on everything. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, I think that sort of wraps it up for this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. And um, hope you have a great rest of your day. <laughs>